Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry and you're catching me early this morning on the road. It's rainy. Ah. <laughs> Man, those are kind of days that you like, ooh, I could have slept in a little bit today. However, work must be done. So today I want to talk with you guys about how low, medium, and high maintenance tasks can help you determine whether or not you're able to put something else into your fire. Because I want to be honest with y'all. When I was younger, I had an issue with saying no. I was this yes person. I was a people pleaser. I really cared about what others thought. I had to move past that. And I know that we all get through those moments in our life at different stages. So you may have hit that stage earlier than I did, or you may still be working through that stage, and I will be praying for you about that, because that one is, it's a really uh, cloudy with a chance of storms, it's not cloudy with a chance of sun type atmosphere that you live in when you have this kind of yes mentality, people pleasing attitude all the time. So, once I moved past all of that, you know, saying yes to every single thing that came up, the moment when I recognized, oh, wait, I'm double booking myself, I'm overextending myself, I'm um, feeling like I'm losing a type of, you know, value and quality of my own life. Um, And I am not saying do not do service for others. Oh my gosh, the joy that I find is Jesus, others, and then you, myself. You know, like, that's my joy. That brings me joy every day. And I do try to be a service to others every day. However, I had to learn that sometimes to find that joy... I also had to have that Y in the equation, the U. The, I had to have that me there. I had to, I had to say, wait, you know, Jesus first. Yes, I am serving others, and I can find ways to serve others. But there are days too when I have to say, wait, you know, I've got to check up. I got to check up on me. You know, we're always so busy checking up on our kids, our friends, our family. 
Sometimes we need to send ourselves our own text message. Hey, love you. How are you doing? (laughs) And I, I think that we oftentimes can get just so wrapped up wanting to do. Because, you know, we've got great intentions, guys. I mean... We are like workers. We are. We we are workers for the Lord. And we have such great intentions. Well, sometimes there are things that if you feel like, wait. Okay. In order to do this task that is asked of me. Then that requires me to do X, Y, and Z. Look at my calendar. Take a breath and take a moment. And here's what I love about what I've witnessed with two different people that I've been collaborating with uh, over the past two months. And And I guess I'm speaking from this kind of experience. So, the first time I had this conversation with someone, it was to ask them to do something. And... They said yes to one thing, and I'll pray about the other because that one is a long-term commitment, and that one is well in advance. So it was something that's going to happen six months from now, but it's on my radar in my author world, and I wanted this opportunity to be offered to someone. So when I offered it, they were automatically saying yes to one thing within the email but said, let me pray about the other. Now, spending that time with the Lord and determining what is low, medium, and high maintenance. Now, I don't know what their process is for that. I don't know if that's even what they were doing. <laughs> I'm not trying to infer that. I'm just saying, this is this is what I took from it when I reflected back. There is another situation where, you know, if I say, oh, I'm having this. Well, let me pray over that. Let me pray about it. Let me take some time. That is a very healthy approach to being able to make a determination of low, medium, or high maintenance task. And what does your week look like? Your schedule look like? What can you do? Um, And so both of those cases just reminded me that we might need to sit down and have this kind of conversation because we may get swept up in the moment it might sound great it might sound like wonderful opportunities but if it's a high maintenance position where you're going to be sitting on the board and you're going to be asked to do a tremendous amount of meetings and help with paperwork or lead a team and it's going to take up tons of your time and it's going to distract you from your why from what's happening right now then those things need to be reconsidered and prioritized so anytime that you're making a decision of course you know prayer comes with that but how often is it that when someone approaches us with something they say right in our face oh you know, I would love for you to be, you know, this, X, Y, Z. And you go, oh, yes, yes, count me in, count me in. And you don't even have a calendar there. You just know it's cool. You love this person. You want to please this person. The best thing for your health and for your mindset is for you to say the words, oh, that sounds like a great 
opportunity. Let me check my calendar. What would it entail? Can you give me more information? What would you want from me? What would this look like? That way you can determine whether it's low, medium, or high maintenance. And so I came up with this low, medium, and high concept. I, I used not to think in this manner, but I came up with that when I was getting ready to present at a conference. And it was how do you engage with K-12 readers, schools, and librarians? What are some ways that you can, you know, approach a reader without just like, oh, here's my book, read it <laughs> all the time in their face. And that's the only thing you share on social media or, you know, when you're trying to contact people. So I was really thinking about all of the, the types of ways. But then I was like, oh, that's an easy one. Oh, that one takes a little bit of work. So that's medium. And oh, wait, that one, that one's an intensive type thing that could take multiple days to prep and plan for. That's a high one. And so here's what I also noticed when I was discussing this with one of my author friends, what I put down as a low, she said, oh, that's my high. And I was thinking that shows that we all have a certain skill set that we're bringing and a certain comfort level within tasks and activities and events. And we also have different prep times, different schedules. And so what I see as a low, she saw it and said, whoa, you got it on a low? That should be a high. That takes days. And I went in my brain. It does? I was like, oh, wow, snap. And that's when I recognize then that when I'm presenting these kinds of things, I should have prefaced it, prefaced it by saying, wait, you know, my low, medium, high, this is just how I've organized these things. Now you take these, rearrange them, put them on a scale. And so I've started to think that way. So for example, you guys kind of don't know what happens maybe behind the scenes with me and how I run the podcast. I don't know if I've told you or not. Um, and I know everybody runs their podcast different. So there are some people out there in the world who have fancy audio and studios and mixers and intros that they cut and they do all kinds of different recordings and they bank them and they put in commercial breaks and they've got fancy podcasts, okay? They have people, okay, that I found out um, through research that they pay. They have engineers that help them too. So you're talking people that are big time in this industry that do this work and they have assistants and people that are with it they know it <laughs> so a high maintenance task like that requires special skills special equipment and special money and because I don't have any of that when it comes to sound studio um, you guys put up with me on the podcast and this is a low maintenance for me when it comes to me sharing out my author journey, uh, what's happening along the way, because I'm on the way to work on my phone 
talking to you. You're my friends, guys. I use this time to be able to reach out to y'all because it just works for me. If I had to go and rent a studio or build a studio in my house, y'all know how many kids I've got? Y'all, I don't have a room. I can't even use my home as my business part of my taxes because I really just have a small little space at that desk. And I can't, I mean, one day my husband and I want to get a farm and when we do, he wants to build me a room and I'm gonna have bookcases all around in my dream room. It's gonna look like Beauty and the Beast room. He's gonna build me a library. And until that time comes, you know, I'm working with what I have. And so I look at all of these people and I look at their fancy podcasts and I don't compare myself to them at all. <laughs> you might think I do. You might think I say, oh, I bet you that, you know, Jen's listened to, let's, let's talk about my dude, Joe. Like, as you guys know, I love Joe Rogan. I mean, we're big UFC people in my home. Like, so of course we're going to love Joe. And like, do you think I look at Joe and say, oh man. I wish I could be one as cool as Joe. Well, that's not happening. I wish that I was able to have that really cool setup he's got. Now he's got something that looks like an alien ship when he moved to Texas. Guys, I can't be that way. I can't waste my energy looking at that because that that is not only high maintenance, <laughs> that's unrealistic, okay? So I don't even attempt to move in that direction. You guys have stayed with me within this podcasting world since 2018, and I just love y'all to pieces, and y'all take me as I am, and so I have to say no when someone reaches out to me, and I have had people to reach out to me, you know, and said, you know, can I help with this? Can, can I hook you up with someone that I know that can improve your audio or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, thanks for reaching out. Thanks for being considerate of me and pointing out that I'm working on these minimal tools, but this is my low maintenance part of my life now. I mean, I can say that now because I didn't use those terms before, but you know, this is something that doesn't require me to do anything but push a button and communicate with you and connect with you. And so I am extremely pleased with this. Now, I will tell you within the podcasting world, I'm using my own example, within this world that I live, that I find so much tremendous joy because I know it's about Jesus. I know it's about others. And then it's also about me. So it's not John. That why is you? <laughs> but I also know that there are high maintenance parts of this work because when I have a guest on the show, I love to read their work, to check out their social media, follow them, engage, connect. It's not just about, okay, I'm going to put a stranger on my show and I never want to meet with them again or I never want to have any kind of contact with them again. No, when someone's on my show, it's like they become a part of the Jen Lowry Wright family. I'm inviting them into my dining room to sit at the table and let's share a meal together, a literary meal. Let's talk. Let's share. Let's continue to reach out. And so... 
this builds my author circle. This builds my knowledge, my understanding, my connection. It's a part of the community, guys. It helps me, not only as a learner, but it helps me personally grow. So those parts of the podcast, when I set up an interview, it's not just like, okay, I'm not going to do any work. I'm just going to throw someone into a slot so I can have a, a story to tell. No, that part, that part to me, that's something that really matters when I'm sharing someone's story and allowing them to have that space. But I'm researching too, so that takes time. So that means I have to then decide, okay, well, whatever it is that I'm currently reading, that I'm trying to read for either research purposes for my own genre or my own enjoyment, that has to be put on the side. And then I focus on their work because I like to know who this person is. I love it. I love having conversations about their techniques and, and what I love about their work. So that is what I consider a high-maintenance task for me because in that type of part of the, type of the podcast, that means I have to rearrange things and move and shake or, you know, swirl things around in order to make sure that I'm on point on my side of the game, on my side of the table, like I'm on point, that I'm a good host. You know, I don't, I don't want to like invite someone over to my house and it's messy and I don't want to be a last minute cleanup because man, y'all all know that. Like sometimes when, you know, family's coming, that's the best time to clean. So when I know that family's coming, when I know a new author is going to be with me and we're going to spend an hour together, that doesn't just take an hour. That takes hours prior to that interview plus afterwards you know uploading it and making the graphic and all of that that's the easy part but it still does take time I mean I don't know what's up with that too it used to be really quick and used to load like super fast well now it's loading slow so then I'm having to go in homeschool leave my computer up worry about you know I I have this this thing in the back of my head like Oh, it's swirling steel. It's still processing, but it's that part's been pretty slow lately. I don't know what's up with that, but but it's a joy to do it, and I'm going to continue to do it. Hopefully, the Lord will allow me to have this platform forever because I know it's all from the Lord. But that's the high maintenance part of the podcasting. It's not the studio. It's not the the all the sound and the tech, and so I let that go content for what matters and I know some of you say well that does matter it affects your ability for people to listen to you for a long period of time because we don't want all this rain and windshield wiper and road noise and that truck that just passed but you guys those of those are the people that are looking for the Joe Rogans of the world if somebody's just saying hey I like hanging out with Jen and listening to her show and she does share some tips every now and then um, that I can then apply to my author life or life in general then those people stay with me and so that's you know those my those become my tribe my people 
And so you see the low maintenance, the, the medium and the high maintenance kind of mentality. Like I know what it takes. So then when I'm scheduling a podcast, so for example, someone reached out to me yesterday, a publicist, and they want to have, you know, have someone on my show. I love that publicist reach out to me. It's super great. Like, please keep doing it. And so I looked at my calendar and April is completely gone. Like, there is not a place where if I take that away, then that means I have to give up something that I have to do on the weekends, which is, is important for my son. Like, like I can't do that. Like, I have to protect time. And so I've talked even with my WWJs about protected time. And you've got to have protected time for your writing, too. You don't just have to have, you know, protective time for Jesus, your Bible study, your prayer life, your your family. But your writing has to get in there. Like, writing every day is important for your mental health, but it's also important for your progress and for your goals and for your ability to improve each day and be a better writer self than you were the day before. Because the more that we write, the more that we understand who we are. And so when we give up that part for other things, then we lose that opportunity to catch a word, to capture beauty. And we need that. We need that beauty in our life. Or I do every day. It's a part of who I am. It's a part of what makes me gin. And I've accepted that I need that every day, whether it's a poem, whether it's lines, whether it's a journal reflection, whether it's a blog, a review, it's got to be a writing something in there, guys, I got to have it. It's just, it's just something that is part of who I am. So I have to have that protected time too. And so there are times it's not that I'm going to say no, but it's sometimes it's going to say, well, it's going to say months. It's going to say not this month, not May. I mean, not March. I said May. It's not March because I've got to read. I've got to, you've got to send me the book. You've got to, it's your responsibility to send me the book. You know, we've talked about like, how does that work in the podcasting world? Like the person who asked to be on my show, they need to send me their art copy and I got to spend time with their book, you know, breaking it down, analyzing it, reading it for enjoyment. I've got to research them. I've got to check out if they've got a collection of books because I read 30 Kate DiCamillo books before she was on my show. I love her. I've, I reread some. I've already read them. Guys, she's my favorite author. You think I was just going to have that time with her without going through her work again? No, that's what I'm doing with Kwame Alexander right now. I've read Kwame's work. I love him. He's one of my favorites. But now I'm reading him. Yesterday I read Acoustic Rooster. The day before I read Love Poems, his crush book. Like I am immersed in that with my show too. Along with reading for the genre that I'm writing in or that I'm getting ready to step into full with the Sunday Killer. You know, I've got all of these different compartments in my life. And so my house has many rooms and I've just got to find time to be able to, you know, join into those rooms and engage in those rooms when I can. But when it's the podcast hosting time, when I'm inviting people in, that's high maintenance. So it might not be March. It might not be April because April is slammed. So then we've got May 
and I've got two already filled there and then I've got June that's you know looking pretty good right now and so when I say well I can meet someone in June I'm not trying to be rude or I'm not trying to accommodate I'm trying to be realistic within what I'm working because I also have a thriving writing group that it's my responsibility to help this writing group this is my patreon group it's my duty it's my job to help this writing group and to create events and we've got a huge undertaking in may may 22nd that's our writing conference guys and so it's huge when you hold a day long writing conference that is a huge commitment that you're giving to that day the energy and the time and the behind the scenes on all of that that's a lot guys so i want y'all to understand that's a high maintenance but i break it down into chunks to where it's low maintenance so that way when someone asked me can we hold a youth summit next year can you celebrate youth authors? Can you celebrate K-12 authors? I'm like, oh yeah, 100%. I knew the answer was yes. My spirit knew. I was like, yes. I felt it. Yes. I knew that I would be equipped by the Holy Spirit to be able to run an event like that. But you know what I also knew? I also knew that I was going to have to break it up into chunks, right? I knew that I was going to have to have those chunks of time built into my calendar so that high maintenance thing like organizing a two-day conference in august needed to kind of start the planning process of that in january and when i did that and spent one weekend organizing presenters and the presenters were already full one, I was blessing, you know, thanking God for the blessings that he, he bestows upon us and me in this world. But I was like, check off box in January. I already have the presenters lined up. Now it's organizing other things like how do you register and now getting sponsors and how do you get the agenda set up and where are we going to do this platform and building the store and you know all of the behind the scenes of that you guys have heard that those are high maintenance pieces that have to be broken down into smaller chunks so when you're looking at things to say yes no or maybe about it's better to say let me pray about it and then evaluate what is that going to take? What type of mental and physical and emotional energy is that going to take for you to be able to do the task? And will you be able to show up in the right mindset about it? And then life happens. So like things happen in life and you go, well, you know, we had this situation and this person canceled on me and then we had to rearrange it twice we had to rearrange something twice do you think i got upset about that do you think i was like oh now you can't be on my podcast because we've had to rearrange this heck no i was one of the one rearranging it to begin with i was the one that said oops uh i need to go on vacation y'all please please accept this apology but i have an opportunity and i gotta take it like i'm not gonna get this opportunity again i need it like now <laughs> uh just 
discounted tickets to Jamestown and Yorktown. Um, this weekend, I got a teacher work day. It was like everything was aligned in the stars, and I had to take it, but I'd already had something planned. So I had to reach out to someone and say, guys, look, can y'all please be understanding? And of course, the next week, they, I had to then step up and be understanding. Who would I be the one to say, ha, ha, I can't rearrange, I can't, no. And it's fine. And when people, when I ask people, so when I first started this world with podcasting, I was asking people, you know, would you want to be on my show? I was trying to gain a, a, a name and learn and meet people. I didn't know enough people. And now I have people asking me, but I've also started back asking people. You guys know that. That's my 2021 connection. Y'all remember how I reached out to Lisa Regan and Kirk Kilgrave, and I've reached out to Greg Olson and authors that are in the horror genre or the crime thriller genre. I want to build that up in my life. So I'm reaching out to people. If they say no, it's not like I'm going to unfriend them on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and talk bad about them and say, this person doesn't want to take the time out to be with me, so I'm not going to spend time. No, I like these people. I wouldn't have asked them to be on the show to start with. <laughs> so I'm going to continue to follow them and support them and share out. If they say no, that's okay. If they say yes, that's even okay. That's better. Because you know why? That gives me an opportunity to research and learn and grow. But even if they say no, it's an opportunity for me to continue to grow. And so I'm good with the no. I respect the no. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. When people say no, I respect that no. Because I understand what it takes to say no. It takes intention. It takes prayer. It takes thought through it. So that person is really considering and they're balancing their life. So I respect the no. But you also have to respect yourself enough in your space to also be able to say no. And so when you're looking at things in this world, in this art the world, these yes, no's, maybes, these low, mediums, highs, Whatever it is that you, like low maintenance, medium maintenance, high maintenance, do I have time? Can I chunk it? Is this something that I could work towards? Is it something that maybe we can do at a later date? Can we revisit this idea? Um, or, oh, yes, I can jump on this. This is low maintenance for me. I just have to show up. I'll be there. You know, there's parts that you can participate in and do. It might not be the full thing. It could be a part of a thing. It could be... Um, you got to weigh out where you are and your yes and your no, they'll come around. You know, we talk about these once in a lifetime things. So when I was, when I was asked to do a presentation, that presentation, when I was asked to do it, I knew right away that you know, I'm not like getting knocks on my door every week that says, oh, can you, can you speak at this North Carolina conference? So I'm building my resume. And so when the, when that book conference, when that book, uh, you guys saw that when I was in that um, weekend lineup, that was a 100% yes. Yes, I had to create slides and a presentation, and practice it, and I practiced it within the WWJs as a place to 
um, go through and make sure I had a 10 minute window that I could get all of this in and how could I present the best material to someone in 10 minutes and so I was practicing behind the scenes making that you know making lives within my patreon group they got to see the conference part of my presentation um but then i also considered what else could i do with that so i did that in that closed conference but then i could talk with michelle after and i'm like michelle i've got this presentation we can adapt it and change it and both of us could run it and we hosted it together, and we had a live about it. So you could go check that out. It was completely adapted and moved and changed. But I had the base shell there. So all of the work that I put in for that, that's a presentation that I have now. All of that research and time and prayer that went into that, which was a high commitment piece to me, especially because I'm an introvert, and knowing that I had to present in front of all of these strangers... That was going to be emotional and a mental part of my life. And it was an all day because not only was I expected to show up for mine, but the expectation was for me to be there from opening to close. Um, And so I had to give up two days. Plus, one of them, I had to say no. I had to leave out because I had already made Valentine's plans with my kids, and we went to Chili's, and we had us a date. I took my boys for our Valentine's Day, and I had already scheduled a Love Over Pizza launch party for Valentine's. So do you see how part of that was a yes, but then the next day, part of that was, okay, only half. I could only do only a little bit that day, but I was still present. I was still there for the morning. I still gave the time that I could, but I had to dip. Because, and I didn't feel guilt when I dipped. And it was fine when I got in the chat and was like, okay, guys, I'm only be a little bit. It's nice to hang out, but I've got to go with a date with my boys. And that was my priority for that day. And it was a great day. And I didn't walk out of that conference feeling sad or upset because I has I was a member of it. I was going to be able to watch the videos later and still support these authors. But I already had plans. So I worked around things and gave the time that I could. And I broke up those tasks into smaller chunks. So I broke up that workshop into smaller little pieces. So that way I was able to jump in. So let me give you an example again about how I handle events. So April 20th, I already have a scheduled event and it's going to be live at 4 p.m. on my YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And it's going to be poetry lessons for teachers. So you guys know that my base, my life is K-12. I'm, I'm in a literacy coach job. I'm early this morning. I pulled just up into my parking lot of my school. So I work in a school all day and I help coach teachers all day and I have a class of students too. I teach a class. So my life is this. So one, that's low maintenance for me because that is my language. I don't have to go out, do tons of research on poetry because that's my language. That's my heart. That's my passion. That's what I do. So then when I have to look at events and I go, well, where's my K-12 hook for this month? I don't. Last month I did a K-12. This month I had nothing. 
So I had to stop and I had to consider, well, it's poetry month. Maybe we could just do some poetry activities, poetry lesson plans, ways that I've taught poetry in the past. And who could I team up with? Because I love to team up with people. Because great minds, people together, I feed off of that wonderful vibe and energy. These are my friends. I can help promote them too. You guys get to meet my friends. So I was like, okay, let me contact Riley. So Riley Cross is a sci-fi author. So she writes in a completely different genre than I do. But she's my dear sister in Christ, and I love her. She's like my sister, y'all. Like, legit, my sisters in Christ, these are my people. And so... I messaged Riley, and I'm like, hey, Riley, you want to do this? And she's got tons of things going on. She's a teacher. She's a writer. She's a mom. She's family. She's church. She's got tons of stuff. And I and I understand if she told me no, it's fine. So she said, she said, yes. Oh, I'd love it. Yes. And so then yesterday, it just dawned on me. I got some great feedback from that PowerPoint, well, that Google slide. I got some really great feedback on that. I got tons of great feedback. I need to probably take that, hit copy, and change it and just put poetry lessons. I already have built it from that workshop. And it's K-12, so it's got the template. I love it. It's got kids reading around a book, and it's glowing. It's beautiful. So I'm like, you know what? That's low maintenance for me. And it's poetry lessons. And it's helping me to go through my lesson plans for me to prep for my students for To Kill a Mockingbird. and some extension poetry that I can give to them. So I'm all on it, y'all. I am all on it. So here I am taking that Google slide yesterday, making a copy of it, and just sending it to her. And saying, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw some of these lessons in here. That way we have these slides. She's like, oh, I'm going to start on it this afternoon. No, nah, you don't have to because we got April 20th. Um, we could do it five minutes before. We're teachers. We already got the lessons. We can just throw them up there. Like I'm going to be taking pictures of things that I have already, screenshot them, take student names off, put put actual the mentor text, put actual pieces up there that I'm using, the guideline sheets, um, hooking it back in. So there's going to be tons of resources that day for educators and homeschool moms and homeschool families, but it's low maintenance. To me, that's a joy. So I'm super excited about that event, and it allows me to collaborate with someone else and learn from them. I get to learn lesson plans from her. <laughs> what a wonderful world we're living in when we collaborate. So when I collaborate and I'm working with someone else, that also helps me with my mental and emotional imagery, Im imagery, mental and emotional energy, because I'm so introverted, it really helps me when I'm around people, because I can then bounce off and, and work within that, and I'm talking to my friends, and it it makes it easier for me, and I don't get as nervous and, and worked up and um, and all of that. So planning events with others also takes some of that pressure off of me, and it continues to put it in that at low-maintenance part of my life. And so once I do a high-maintenance thing, <clears throat> like preparing for a conference, look at all of the low-maintenance things that grow out of that. 
So it's about recycling, revisiting, and reflecting, and growing, and adapting, and I've got it, I'm moving on. And then it's a dual purpose, and it's a repurpose, whatever you want to call it, but that is really cool for me, because in my busy world, any opportunity that I have to take one star and turn it into a constellation, that is powerful for me. So when I'm looking at things in my life, when things happen for me, and there it'll be like, okay, this is a one-star event. Like, not, I'm not saying one through five. That's not what I mean. Like, this is a one in and out. I'm looking at how can I take that star and turn it into a constellation? What else can I do with that? What else can happen from that? What else can grow from that? Relationships grew from that. I would have never met those people that I met at that conference if I would have been there. And I am so thankful and praising God that I was given that opportunity of connection. Because it has not only impacted me, but the people around me in my life and strangers. And I know it has. I felt the Holy Spirit in it. And I'm telling you guys, that's the power of showing up and being present. So that star became a constellation that can become a part of a galaxy. I want you to hold on to that. I want you to write that down. Because that's when I'm looking at events or I'm looking at activities or commitments. Low, medium, high. And what does that look like for me? And what can that look like? And how does that help support the work that I'm doing for Jesus? Not how does it help support me and promote me and my business. Sure, that's on the list. It has to be. We're business women and men. We've got to look at this like a career. But my goal is Jesus first. Joy, y'all. Joy. Jesus others than you. And I'm telling you, when I think of that, that's in one of my books, in Happy Renewal Year. Um, we do an exercise in there, Jesus others you. Um, and I've held on to that since, and, and I'm sure I'm probably not the only one that's coined that phrase, so. Not like I can go and copyright that in the copyright office because um, just like Frog fully rely on God, you know, you type that in. It's not just from Sunday school that that you came up with it with your group. No, Frog's been out there forever and a day. Um, But this this joy, this Jesus others, you know, this Jesus others you can turn into a Jesus others and a yes. Just draw one star. Then draw a constellation. Then spend time drawing that galaxy. And understand that, yes, we may just be that one star. But we are a part of God's world. And God knows when people then are looking up in the sky, they don't just see that one star. They see how we're connected into that constellation. They see how we're connected into the system. And so I just really want you to pray about things in your future and have the courage to say no and also have the courage to say, maybe, let me pray about it. Let me look at my calendar. What does this entail? What event, you know, how is this going to impact others? What is it going to take for me to show up? What does my life look like? That takes courage. Be a courage walker. 
So if you need that low, medium, high maintenance, or the, the yes, the no, the maybe, the time of prayer, I'm giving you ways that, that you can approach your author life and do so with balance and also with love and service. Because, guys, we can service ourselves into the ground. Let me say that again. We can service ourselves into the ground. And then how is our writing? How is our mission? How is that mission field? How is that? We've got to also take care of ourselves. And that takes courage. So be brave for Jesus. Be brave for others. And then be brave for you. Be brave. All right, guys. I hope that you can take a little bit out of this long one um, that I tried to give you as many examples and breakdowns in the author world and podcasting and everything of kind of like the behind the scenes. Um, if you would love to support this podcast and support my work and what I'm trying to do for Jesus, trying, <laughs> constantly a work in progress, I would love it if you could hit that support button. All the money that you would donate to me goes back into my author life so that I can continue to research and live it and grow so thank you thank you all right guys love y'all have a good day i'm off to work okay bye now that you found me on the jen lowry writes podcast i challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there i've published 11 books so far and i write clean books for all ages horror paranormal sweet romance fantasy historical fiction you name it i've got your genre search jen lowry at barnes and noble amazon kobo and more and for my bible devotionals you'll see my full name dr jennifer eichner lowry on amazon The Writing Warriors for Jesus are excited to announce we'll be having two free writing conferences this year. The WWJ Youth Summit will be held on May 22nd, 2021, and our Writing Warriors for Jesus writing conference will be August the 6th and 7th. Please join us during our live streams where we'll be talking about Jesus and writing all day. All sessions will be live from YouTube and Facebook. You don't have to register to attend, but registration allows the Writing Warriors for Jesus to collect your email in order to draw door prizes during the event and send you emails of conference information. You can follow us at Jesus Writing on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date on all of our conference news. Hope to see you there. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you.